0: Hello and welcome to Black Man White Paper. This is Ibrahim Badmus. My first guest ever uh, just so happens to be a very special person in my life. She hails from uh, Leeds, England, uh, by way of uh, Nigeria, Kogi State, if anyone out there knows what that means. Uh, She also is a blogger, has a blog out called... Azita, The Diary of an African Princess. So go ahead and check it out. Diary of an African Queen. Excuse me. (laughs) Go ahead and check it out. And uh, she is my first ever guest on BMWP. So I'd like to welcome my guest, Aisha Ateza.
1: Hi. How's it going? Pretty good, I guess, all things considered.
0: We're actually shooting this from our living room in our home. I forgot to tell everybody. Aisha Teza just so happens to be my wife as well. So if this doesn't go well, this could be the end of a lot of things. (laughs) But, um... I'm
1: sure I'll be fine.
0: Yeah, so why don't you tell us a little bit about you uh, prior to, like, just anything you think people should know about you.
1: Hmm. Well... Like you already said, my name's Aisha. I am from the u k Leeds, leeds, leeds. Um,
0: <laughs> Did't see that one coming
1: and um yeah, I was born and bred there. My parents are Nigerian. I have three siblings, two sisters, one brother, all still back in the u k um what would be interesting to know? Well, I have had, I guess you could say, a semi-interest in younger life, as I'm sure most people have. Um, But I guess the difference would be that, essentially, I was born a Muslim. Um, But up until, let's see, how old am I? You're 30. <laughs> four years ago, four or five years ago, I wasn't actually practicing. So I was doing all that good stuff. You know, going out, partying, drinking, and other stuff. Um, I've had my fair share of <clears throat> people I've hung out with <laughs> as well. Um, the dating and all that. So. Yeah, that was my life, uh, a big part of my life. And um, it got to, like I said, like four or five years ago. And I just I just started thinking to myself, I'm obviously not happy. Because I don't think there's many people that would just sit at home alone and get drunk to make themselves feel better. Which is what I started to do. Um, <laughs> and... So I just thought to myself, I am I just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And it's obviously just not making me happy. Um, nothing's changing. And let's be honest, if you're doing the same things over and over, nothing's going to change. You have to do something different. So the first thing I decided to do, because in... Islam, you're supposed to pray five times a day. And I wasn't praying at all. So the first thing I decided to do was actually start praying the f- one prayer a day, the morning prayer, just to see how I felt about it. Um, and then on top of that, I decided a few months after to stop drinking completely, stop sort of meeting guys just for the sake of it Um, and eventually sort of gradually I got into sort of practicing the faith more and more pretty consistently doing my five daily prayers fasting when I should be doing Um, not drinking and not partying so hard and dressing a bit better I mean I'm not you know full covered like head to toe by any means but definitely dressing a lot better than I used to and and things like that so I attribute oh I also forgot about this started working out pretty regularly because I was just not looking after myself like I was eating whenever I want like I used to do when I was 20 but this time it was just piling on and I just felt horrible so I also started working out regularly I mean I started to feel better about myself and my my mental health as well started to improve. Um, getting stronger in my faith. I just felt things, like good things just were happening. Um, just because of the changes I was making. So, yeah. Um, and I also think the job I got that made me move back home was a big turning point as well. So all those things kind of happened around the same time. And that's kind of got me where I am today. I mean I was I've done well career wise. I'm an orthoptist by trade. Um I've done well in that. I was kind of at the top of my game there before I before this one. Mr Badmus uh married me and took me away to uh to America. So yeah, like all good things started happening to me. Including, you know, better relationships with my family, friends, um, better self esteem for me, work, you know, um, meeting my husband which he definitely would not have uh, looked twice at me, um, a few years before then. But yeah, that's, I guess, quite a lot about me.
0: Yeah, a lot to unpack there. So, um, <clears throat> I guess, let's just talk about, like, you're at your lowest point, probably, at some point. Uh, you're at your lowest point, And just kind of just tell us a little bit about, like, when you hit that point, what was in your head? Because I just want people who are listening to understand when when i started this idea i wasn't trying to do it for any particular industry i wasn't doing it for self help solely or i wasn't trying to do it for a specific business industry um, i was doing it <clears throat> because i think the term white paper is uh translatable to just about a lot of other people once they realize what it actually means it's it's exactly what the term says it's blank it's a blank slate a uh, tabula rasa And I think all of us kind of have this um, notion that, you know, whatever current state we're in, we can change it with whatever vision we have. So if you want to translate white paper as your particular vision, uh, go ahead. That's that's what it I want. I intend it to mean. And so I would like to go into this, the questioning of when you were at that low point, what was that? vision you had for yourself because it seemed like you started just doing one thing and a lot of other things that you really felt were beneficial started to happen so what was that what was that vision that you had at that low point
1: uh well first of all I guess I'll tell you what the low point was um I would moved back home after getting a job that was in in Leeds um (laughs) So I was living there to sort of, like, save money so I could buy my first place. Um, And during that time, I met this, this, I was kind of dating this guy who my parents did not approve of. So, but me being me, I, you know, thought I knew best. So I was kind of being defiant and I was like, oh, I don't care. Um, I like him, so this and the other. Um, and it got to a point where my home life and my relationship with my parents was getting so bad, just because they, well, I guess they could see what I couldn't, and but I was going against it and thinking I knew best and it got so bad that I was just I just stopped one day because I was just like upset almost well every day and I just the relationship with them was just not good we were barely talking and family is a big thing for me and, and my family like we're all very very close and I was like I'm this is happening because of some dude who I mean I'm not one to judge but It was, um, he wasn't the best person for me. And and I just thought to myself, "This, this just, it can't go on like this. Like, I was miserable, they were miserable. Like, it just can't go on like this. And, but the thing was, I guess it was a theme for me in terms of guys that, you know, you'd start seeing them and then they would do something or it would turn out that they were just like this, this not nice person or they were like in some cases married or just these big lies that they were covering up and like sort of dating me at the same time and I just thought to myself this like why is this happening all the time I'm doing the same things so that's probably why it's happening over and over again Um, so I need to change something so I ended it with this person. I was just like this. This can't go on. I'm. My family is like just. All the relationship, with my family is. Is disintegrating, within such a short, short space of time. It's just not worth it. So. Um. That was kind of my low point, because. Of how. Close I was to them, and I could see the relationship just you know what's the word nose diving, if you will, um so rapidly that I was just like, okay i've been do i've been I was living my life, how i Basically, I was living it through curiosity and doing whatever it is I wanted to do, regardless of what anyone said. And and I just thought, well, my way isn't working. <laughs> so maybe I'll try the way that my parents have sort of tried to guide me my whole life. Like they always told me that I should pray or they always told me that I shouldn't drink or do this and that. But I guess I needed to figure that out for myself because if I had done it before then... I would have just been doing it because they had told me to. And I actually understood the reason why I was doing it. And if I didn't have a reason to do it, I probably wouldn't have carried it on. Or I probably wouldn't have connected with it so deeply. But because I decided that, okay, now's the time. I need to find something. Something that I can connect with that is good for me. It was it was the time for me. I was... Ready to sort of make a change, and I guess start living the way I felt would be best for me. I don't know if that answered your question, even a little bit.
0: It did. Um, so let's try to kind of recap here. You're living a life of out of curiosity, um, re- really, very little limits that you set for yourself, um, you decide to be defiant in all the orders that your parents give you or have given you um, in the past. And then you start to realize none of the stuff that you're um, uh, diving into uh, out of curiosity, none of it is fruitful. Mm -hmm. And what you see in return is just nothing but You know, adverse effects. And then basically, you start to see something that's very dear to you, your relationship with your parents, uh, start to disintegrate. And that's the point where you figured, all right, nothing nothing good is coming from this. Uh, Maybe I should take the advice that they've given me all this time and just try one of these things out. And it seemed like it kind of cascaded and you had. Um, once you once you mastered just one simple task of just praying, a lot of other things started to kind of fall into place, and you kind of put the pieces of your life back together. In your estimation,
1: yeah, yeah, that's sorry, that's pretty much what happened. Um, um everything just started to fall into place after that, and I s- sort of. Had- I did have a vision, like I, I decided. Okay, I need to save to buy my first place. I did that. I then it was like, okay, I need to sort of figure out what it is I want in terms of, you know, being being a good daughter. Or so. Okay, I I did that. I then decided, in terms of, um, finding a partner for myself. Okay, I'm going to be, like... I was like, okay, I'm not just going to date just to date. I'm going to date and be serious about it. So I did that, and... I guess once I decided, or once I figured out what it is that I actually want, and put those practices and measures into place, everything, and through actually praying for all these things, I... I think those things manifested, and became reality.
0: Yeah, so and that's a, a really good <clears throat> point. I want to kind of talk about a little bit. Um, so, like, it seems as though because you, because of what you were going through, you didn't know specifically what you wanted your life to be. You just want you just knew for certain what you didn't want it to look like, and from there. Uh, you just started make, doing simple acts of, you know, embetterment, I guess you could say. And um, then you started to kind of see possibilities. And uh, you used some will to um, basically make decisions. Like, hey, I want to I get my own place. So then you started saving for that. Something you probably wouldn't have been able to do had you not made some decisions prior. So <clears throat> I think the theme here is, like, it's not clear exactly, it wasn't clear exactly where you wanted to be, you just knew that wherever it is you wanted to be, you weren't going to get there by doing what you were currently doing at that time.
1: Right, and I knew that see, I didn't know what it is exactly that I wanted, I knew from everything I'd gone through in the past what I didn't want so then um, you know, when you see, when I saw things that maybe resembled that sort of life that I had been living before that wasn't fruitful for me, I would sort of stay away from it. Um, behaviors in people that just didn't line up with where I wanted to be, I stayed away from it. Um, I mean, I think that's also why I have it's such a close, not close, well, they are very close, close friends, but a small group of friends as well. Because, you know, through going going to different, uh, sort of working different places, I don't just let any... Like, I will sit and I'll listen to you and I'll kind of watch you to see how you are. If I feel like, okay, your, like, morals or attributes just don't line up with mine, I'll stay away from you. Um And that's why, I guess, I have such a small... Um, number of friends and it's hard for me to make friends easily just because I'm very very cautious I don't the energy that it takes to be to be around people that don't sort of that aren't good for you is just is way is just too much Um, and it's just not not worth it so that and same thing with like Dating, if I saw patterns that I had seen maybe in someone previous that I knew were suspicious or um, had led to something negative, I would stay away from that. So hmm. yeah, it was more about what those experiences helped me understand what it is that I didn't need in my life.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's a good it's a good way to kind of determine what you want by just kind of by honestly apps like process of elimination, just eliminating the things that just don't look good. Yeah. So, um, let's fast forward a little bit to today. Mm -hmm. Um, you're at a point now, uh, not to say that it's a, a low point or, or for you whatsoever, but, um, what is your vision? Like looking forward, like where do you, you know, you've, you've gone through some significant life changes. you, obviously left the UK to, to be here with, with me and um, you're in a new country, a new city, uh, a new situation where uh, you're not employed currently, you're, in a, you're not as mobile as you used to be, right? you don't have a vehicle, a lot of new things going on for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what does your uh, white paper, so to speak, um, what are you filling it with and with, with your vision?
1: Um, well, yeah, starting with the basics just because I have come to a new country basically with nothing. When I say with nothing, I mean no friends that I know here, no job here, no car here or license, no, not even a bank account I can open because as of yet, we still don't have my social security number. Um, so yeah, I've come with a lot. without a lot of things let's say um so to start with the basics my white paper would include me being and obviously without having a job I'm not used to not being able to depend on myself like that's one of the major things so of course I'm having to depend on you um which is Fine, obviously, because you know war is one, and what's mine is yours, what's yours is mine all that stuff, <laughs> um but it's still very difficult because like maybe things that I want to do for you, like I can't do, because I just don't have the money to do it, and just things like that. so it's not just about me, it's about what I can do for you and for us, um that I can't because I don't have a job currently. Um, so, but then, so yeah, it would be nice to have a a driving licence here, or, um, and a car and my own bank account, my own funds coming in, um, but then aside from the small stuff, I mean, short term, I would like a job because a job means money. Um, and a bit more financial stability for the both of us. But then the job I was doing as an orthoptist, I never saw myself doing that for the next, I don't know, 40 years. So it's kind of going back to maybe not knowing exactly what I want, but knowing what I don't want. And there's just... Because I've come with essentially a blank piece of white paper to this country all these ideas are going through my head oh my gosh what could I do what do I enjoy doing you know planning our wedding and planning my sister's wedding and doing some events for the charity I work for I thought okay if I'm planning because that was fun I enjoyed it I mean I didn't necessarily enjoy planning our wedding so much because it was it came with stress but um, like it was still fun to see it come to life and come together that was that was what made it, like, all worth it in the end. And obviously marrying you. But, um... (laughs) But, so I thought that, and then... Um... Just recently, I was thinking, okay... I've always said, from when I was young, young, I wanted to be a doctor. Maybe I should go back to school and do that. But then, in the midst of all that, then... I also, I've also wanted, for as long as I can remember, to have a family. I mean, you are my family, but to have, like, kids. And, I mean, I remember my sister telling me, my older sister telling me one time, that every time I, because I'd been so vocal about how much I want children, every time I came to her, and was like, oh my gosh, I need to tell you something her heart would immediately, like, freak because she would think, oh my god, she's pregnant. Um, I mean, I haven't been, as far as I know, but... So yeah, that as well. So all these things are sort of what's floating around my white paper at the moment. Um, I want us to be parents and start our own family. I want to maybe dabble in this event planning. I also am thinking about going back to school to become a doctor but then also at the same time I like back in the UK I started I mean I built a website and everything of um starting a sportswear brand to you know fuse sportswear with um like African culture and African design um purely based on you know my my fitness journey and the fact that I am Nigerian and, and all this stuff so it's there is a lot floating around there which is can be overwhelming um and a bit difficult to know what it is to focus on and when and I guess it's easy to get deterred when you meet an obstacle so for one example I don't know if you're going to go into this more Should you want to continue it. Go for um, it. so in terms of event planning like I came here thinking that oh my resume will be good enough and then I was applying for a job been applying for jobs job since I got here and nothing so obviously I'm not as qualified so would I need to go back and do some kind of degree for that or even contacting people to like shadow them I mean one person came back and was like no we don't do shadowing I was like okay another one said we'd meet I emailed them a few times nothing so coming against those blocks is very very discouraging discouraging and then the the sportswear thing I I even got I got the material you were you were with me we went and got the material when I was when I came to visit you here and um, we met up with a what was she? A, t- a
0: so fashion, design, fashion designer. fashion um,
1: designer. Who seemed keen. Me emailed her a few times after we left. Nothing. Um, and then... In the UK, I was going to... So many people asking if they could just make like a prototype just so I could see what it would look like. If, it, if there's anything to it. And God, the pricings that they were giving me was just ridiculous. And... I don't know anyone in, like, I don't know, China or wherever to to make sure that... to, like, send things over to and make sure people are doing it right. So it's... Again, for that, that's another obstacle. We go on to the, the medicine thing. Okay, so... The obstacle's there. I mean, you know, I'd have to do the MCAT. I could study for that, fair enough. Um, then I would have to try and get into a school. Then it's... Um the fact that I wouldn't be getting paid for four years if I did get into medical school. Um, And then on top of that, if we want to start a family, like, could I do that and start studying for medicine? I mean, I'm sure people have done it. But there's just, there's a lot of deterrence and a lot of things that discourage you when you're trying and accomplish what it is that you want but I guess the that's what is the difference between I guess people who are willing to face those obstacles and people who are just saying okay I'm just going to solve for the regular job for the rest of my life which I really really can't see myself doing
0: yeah I think you're hitting on a few good points I think the biggest uh, takeaway is risk right so mm. um how do you calibrate a risk? And a lot of people um, assess them differently. Uh, I mean, for instance, I mean, you've rambled through every occupation that you desire, and everything you stated was associated with it, was an obstacle that's associated with it. So those are clearly, to you, risks that you perceive. Um, I think the question, the next logical question is what lessons can you learn from your previous situation that can kind of help you in this current one? So previously, you didn't know what your future looked like, but you knew what you didn't want it to look like. Mm -hmm. You didn't know what the first step was. Mm -hmm. Well, you didn't know what all the steps were, but you knew what the first step was. So I ask you here in this situation, what could you learn from Aisha, you know, five, six years ago that could help current day Aisha?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I guess, I mean, there's been difficult, or there was difficulty sort of coming to that realization. You had to go, like, I mean, I went through so much, like, pain and heartbreak and shame and regret and everything else you can think of um to get me to a point where I I thought okay I'm gonna make this decision to change and it wasn't an easy thing to do because I mean yeah I was I was you know having all this heartache pain shame regret but a lot of the time it was it was fun the lifestyle that I was living but I decided fun doesn't mean anything if I'm you know, if you know when when the lights come on, I'm still upset and sad and depressed um so I guess, in that sense, it would be the takeaways are to not let the bad things that happen to you sort of define how your future will look. It's to take them and use them to sort of motivate you to make the changes you need to make in order to make your life different to what it is that you're living now so the <clears throat> all this you know rejection or the the discouragement from. Whoever it is I've been meeting or the discouragement from, I don't know, maybe people and quite, I mean, I think you asked me if you quite, when I told you about the medicine thing, it was, you're asking me questions like, you know, this is probably going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. And do you think this is, it was, I mean, they were valid questions. um, But again, it was kind of like a bit of a downer, and like, okay, can I actually, like making me think to myself, okay, can I actually do this? And I guess the, the, what I shouldn't do is to let those kind of comments or rejection from people who, you know, haven't given me an opportunity to come and shadow them in their event planning business or um haven't given me the time of day when i've gone to them about the sportswear thing not to let all those downers essentially dictate the way my life is going to go it's my decision it's my life so i need to dictate how it's going to go regardless of how hard it's going to be because i mean through all the hardship and stuff that i went through in terms of my actual lifestyle before like, I would go through it again to get to where I am now.
0: Interesting. You'd go through all of that. Yes, I would.
1: I think all of it made me the way I am today. It made me look at my life. It made me make the changes I made that I'm proud of. Um, it made me stronger. It made me understand that, okay, I'm. I am somebody, even though. The way I'm being treated is I'm being told that I'm nobody.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that th- that's really good. Um, your white paper has a lot of stuff on it, um, mm. right? You're talking mm-hmm. about um, the lack of a uh, codependency. Um, you know, having uh, children, uh, being a doctor an event planner and even starting your own fitness brand um, with African Twist. And to be honest with you, I look at all of this stuff and I don't see any one of these things you couldn't do in a lifetime. Like, in all honesty, I think all of these things are, are you're capable of accomplishing in a lifetime because that's what you're giving yourself, a lifetime to do this stuff. It's not like this is a one-year one year thing. Like, your white paper is... What does your life look like? So, if you believe that all of this stuff is achievable in a lifetime, then what's the first step?
1: Well, the hmm, the first step is honestly to understand that it is. It's not just going to happen tomorrow because I think I was this the um sportswear idea I was thinking of for like a year before I before I actually met you and then just before I met you I was kind of I was getting so discouraged I was thinking to myself shall I just forget it and leave it but then when I met you and uh, we were discussing so what we wanted to do in the future and things I you kind of by telling you and you your reaction to it and you were so interested and you are like that's a great idea this, that and the other I was like okay maybe, maybe I can do this so then it kind of sparked me again and that's when I actually made the website and, and um, sort of started to put more energy into it again and and all this so I mean you helped me in that sense because you helped me to remember that Lots like, so of why I was doing it and that yeah, I, I can do it and I just need to put the well, not get discouraged and it's good to have that reminder. Um that you know, you are capable and like even if you wanna even if you know it to start with, all these no's, no's, no's that you're getting it can make you doubt yourself and think okay maybe i shouldn't i shouldn't do this so it's good to have a reminder
0: yeah so uh first step it seems uh you're talking about your first step as basically like an understanding mm-hmm. but i mean like when i ask you first step mm-hmm. i mean like a true input like what is your what are you taking your first step of energy towards Outside of understanding, what is your first step of action? What is the first action? So like prior to, you know, in your last last situation we talked about about five, six years ago, um, you decided your first step was to um, just pray in mm-hmm. the morning. That's it. Mm-hmm. That was your one input. Mm-hmm. And from there, everything kind of cascaded from that. Mm-hmm. What is your first step now? Like, what is that one input that you can control that you say, I should do this? And hopefully, things will cascade from this.
1: Mm. I mean, it's difficult to see it as easy as just praying one day or because some of these things, I mean, it's not. It is in your control to some extent, but not fully. Whereas, you know, if I decide I want to change my lifestyle, so sort of the way I'm acting and behaving, well, the way I did it, I just changed what I was doing. So, in but in this sense, it would be what I would change is I guess start putting more time and energy into actually sort of researching the stuff that I'm actually trying to trying to accomplish. So. Like understanding what it takes or understanding the first steps. Not necessarily, you don't even need to know. Because you can look at all the steps that you need to take and get overwhelmed and be like, okay, I can't do this. So I guess researching, just seeing what that first step you need. So if I, if I need to start at a clothing line, okay, let's go and have a look to see, is it being done at the moment now? Who is doing it? Where are they? And what, what are they doing? What can I bring?
0: is different okay so your first step is the research first steps yes uh, which is which is a first step um,
1: <laughs> it is that's
0: great uh, is there anything you want to close out with I, I know we covered a little bit but uh, I do have a few rapid fire questions for you and I wanted to know if there's something you wanted to cover that we didn't mm-hmm.
1: I think we've covered everything.
0: Well, I really appreciate you being here. Um, I do have a few rapid-fire questions. I'm just going to, and I don't know what to call this yet. I'll probably have a term for it you know, with the next few guests. Who knows? But I'm just going to say a word, a term. Um, a lot of these are virtuous types of terms. And I just want you to tell me some of the, the first things that come to your head. You can answer with one word. You can answer with a plethora of words. You can give me a encyclopedia definition. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but so
1: uh, you want so you want like a, you want my definition or you,
0: whatever it comes what? to. You, whatever your mind wants to um, dis- discriminate from that word and you know express, you go ahead and do it.
1: Oh. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. First word. Truth.
1: Um, um Truth. <laughs> this is not that easy. Uh Honesty, being true to yourself and being true to what you believe in.
0: Okay. Uh faith.
1: Faith is a foundation, I think it's um a good foundation to sort of keep you grounded and keep you so sort of when you go astray to have something that you come back to. I feel like it's a good pillar that you need in life. Time. Time is Going quickly. <laughs> time is not on our side. And it's scary when you think, look back, how quickly time is going right before our eyes.
0: Okay. Uh, spirituality.
1: Hmm. Um, I think it's similar to the faith. I feel like it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It keeps you centered, I feel.
0: Okay. And the last word, love.
1: Love is. um, (laughs) Love is. No, no, no. Love is. Loyalty, love is not always kind. Love is, all love can be. Let me start that one again. <laughs> okay, love. <laughs> love is. a lot of things Um, it's it should be unconditional it's loyalty teamwork it's Well, it's found in all sorts of relationships, but it's, I mean, I love love. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's amazing to see between whoever, partner, friends, it's just so, it's heartwarming, really.
0: Okay. Well, that concludes the first episode of Black Man White Paper with this beautiful black woman and her white paper. Uh, it's great to have you thanks again much love
1: I hope I did it justice
0: all right well you got we'll see you guys later thank you